Hi, friends. Thank you for joining us on Food for Thought. My name is Sunil Chandy. I'm the rector and priest here at Christ Episcopal Church, and this is uh, Food for Thought. And thank you again for being with us and connecting with us in this ministry of ours. Uh, you know, this ministry we started over uh, over three years ago in um, in uh, during the pandemic when we first began. The, uh, when the pandemic first began, we started this whole thing. And uh, and so if you are here and connecting with us, we thank you for the, your presence and and tell us uh, comment and tell us uh, what if we're doing thing, something right, if we're doing something wrong, tell us uh, how we can improve. And of course, uh, any other comments, uh, especially if as we engage in our conversations with our guests that uh, that we have at, on this show. And of course, this is. Uh, the guests are the most important part of this uh, this this experience because they provide so much insight for us. And uh, I already got some comment here. Loving the red earbuds. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, this is a this is a, a, a Valentine's handover, a hey, or uh, a leftover. I mean. Anyway, uh, today is uh, Tuesday. It's Shrove Tuesday. It's a it's a it's a day before Ash Wednesday. And tonight, our, our, in our church, back in our church uh, parish hall, we're getting ready for our pancake supper. We're getting ready for all the activities that, uh, that pancake suppers will have, uh, especially as our acolytes are engaging in all sorts of fun activities, uh, you know, pancake races and, and so forth. And of course, uh, the kids will be serving the pancakes and the men's club will be cooking and and it'll be a, a joyous and wonderful time. And so we're we're really getting into this process of of getting ourselves ready for this Lenten experience. And Lent is officially begins with Ash Wednesday. That's tomorrow. And of course, in our church, we have uh, five opportunities to get uh, ashes. We have an eight o'clock, a twelve o'clock, and a seven p.m. Uh, service uh, with ashes. And and the seven p.m. is the choral Eucharist with. Uh, with the choir there. And then we have two other opportunities in front of Mia's Primetime restaurant. We, I'll, I'll be doing ashes to go, giving people uh, the opportunity to get, get their ashes and, and praying with them and connecting with them out, out there in the, on our streets of Westerly and Westerly and Stonington. But uh, Ash Wednesday uh, begins for us 40 days of Lent, a, a time usually of penitence, prayer, giving up, fasting, you know, and and a lot of people, and and and, it, and my, myself included, we're used to the idea of of giving up for Lent. We're used to giving up something so that we can understand what it means to sacrifice, and in that way, we might be able to appreciate. Uh, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, uh, the sacrifice of God as God gives God's self to us and connects to us. Um, and, and so sacrifices, whatever they may be, uh, may actually help us to understand what it is to live without a little bit and then to then understand the love that God has for us in some way, but um, uh, in, a, in a powerful way, I mean. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I, I think uh, we let Lent become uh, a time of, uh, of a glorified diet, maybe, or getting rid of those bad habits that we really don't want to engage in. And, you know, that might be okay, 
but it doesn't necessarily uh, draw us closer to God, which is the purpose of Lent, helping us to, and the spiritual practices of Lent, to help us draw closer to an experience of God. And so, and sometimes I remember when I was younger and, you know, when I was an adult, you know, giving up uh, chocolates for Lent uh, or um, giving up, uh, you know, my TV, but actually it was my mother who encouraged me to do that a great deal. And, uh, or, or something, giving up something. But then it became an exercise of willpower. And sometimes it, when it's an exercise of willpower and you really don't want to do it, and you don't see the benefit to it, and you're just doing it to kind of get rid of a bad habit, then you might fail. And oftentimes, I remember I would fail. You know, I'd, I'd end up eating a Reese's, Reese's chocolate cup, uh, a, a chocolate candy, or a Snickers bar, and then all of a sudden, oh, there goes Lent. And then you feel bad about this thing because you feel guilt. You feel that you're not doing what you should be doing to, in order to get closer to God. But Lent is not about that. And not, it shouldn't be about guilt necessarily. It should be about us wanting to be closer to God. Wanting and, and knowing that God is already present around us, available to us, but helping maybe reorienting our lives to see God active and to see God's love in our lives. And so... I would encourage you, instead of trying to give up something for Lent, uh, take on a practice that helps you to appreciate creation and God's, God's wonder, God's, God's beauty in this world or in relationship. Take up a practice that isn't about giving up something that you really don't want to give up and, and, it's, and it's only about just getting rid of a bad habit. Rather, take on something that draws you closer. So what you might do is uh, take on a practice of prayer, of praying. Take on, a, uh, you know, begin the day with morning prayer or evening prayer or, or end the day with Compline for those 40 days of Lent. Or, uh, or pray, with, pray five, ten minutes with your, with your family. Gather them together. Maybe read some scripture and uh, sacred scripture and say, what does it mean for us, you know? And, um, and then talk with them about it, you know? Or, you know, spend some time with uh, an aunt or an uncle that you haven't spent time with or who feels lonely in the nursing home or, or in, in a situation. You haven't talked to them. Well, maybe once a week during the, the weeks of Lent, spend some time with them. And, uh, and learn from them and, and, and love them by listening to them and, and being with them. Or you might go to a museum and uh, look at some art. Uh, you know, try to find, see the beauty and the connections in art. Uh, go to the church and, and look at a stained glass window and, and, and read the, listen to the story or watch the story or and appreciate the story that's on the stained glass window and maybe move down uh, the aisle or down the church stained glass windows and, uh, each week and just find the story of God as it, as it connects to you. There are all sorts of things that we could do. 
uh, uh, all th- sorts of things that we could do to engage, to find a deeper connection to meaning and purpose. Uh, today's guest that we uh, we have is, is a person who uh, helps people to find meaning and purpose, and especially as they find healing and hope. Um, you know, he's a, a friend of our uh, our parish administrator, Christy Allardyce, and uh, he and Christy and and the Allardyces, uh, Christy's parents and 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 our guest parents have known each other for a while, and so his name is Scott Fight, and he is. Um, He's assisting his father, John Fight, on on some of his first murals at uh, Atlanta's Side Hospital. And Scott has been an integral part of the Foundation for Hospital Art since his early childhood uh, days. After a successful career in the military and the energy industry, Scott serves as the executive director for the Foundation for Hospital Art. He was born in New York in 68, was raised in Atlanta, Georgia, after graduating from the uh, United States Military Academy at West Point, New York. He served over seven years in the U.S. Army as a helicopter pilot, rising to the rank of captain. Scott had an assignments with the 101st Airborne Division at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, the 2nd Infantry Division in South Korea, and the U.S. Army's Air Force uh, Officers Candidate School at Fort Benning, Georgia. After completing his military service obligation, Scott joined GE Power in Atlanta, Georgia, and over a nine-year period held various positions of leadership in customer service, supply chain fulfillment, commercial operations, sales, and marketing. He also served as a president of the local GE Volunteers uh, Council, where he's responsible for the volunteer activities of over 3,800 GE employees. He's the recipient of the prestigious 2006 Gerald L. Philippe Philippe Award in recognition for his community leadership on behalf of the GE of GE. Uh, He holds a BS degree in engineering management from the United States military and and an MS in management from Troy University. He and his wife uh, Tina live in Woodstock, Georgia, and he's active in his local church and is an avid sports fan. His favorite teams are Atlanta are the Atlanta United and Borussia, uh, and I don't know how to say this last uh, name, but he'll he'll tell us in soccer and Army and Georgia in college football. Uh, he is in again. He's involved with the foundations for hospital art and Christie, our um, our parish administrator, is on that board, and and uh, their parents have been friends and. And then Christ Church has also painted murals at uh, two youth group events. And during COVID, we painted pictures that painted murals that uh, went on into to be in our uh, Westerly Hospital system too. So I'm looking forward to talking with Scott. Scott, please come on board. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you, and I'm telling you, I, I, you have such a wonderful and varied bio, bio. There's all sorts of things we could talk about, but I, I really would love to hear about your passion for art and how you got into this, uh, this ministry of yours. Yeah, so it, it's really, a, I, I won't give you the really long version. You know, there's this story about how my dad got into it, but you asked specifically about me, and when uh, I, I guess I was serving on our board, uh, but I was working at GE and 
uh, our board kind of came to me and said, you know, hey, in, a, in the future, your dad's going to be retiring. And have you have you thought about the possibility of leading the organization? And I, and I went through a lot of reflective thought. I met with my pastor and I because he was very similar to me and that he followed in the footsteps of his dad, who was a, a famous pastor. And and so I. I said, you know, you know, what are some of the questions you ask yourself? But ultimately, um, you've got to do it because of passion within you. If you're doing something out of family obligation or anything like that, you're never going to succeed. You're not going to be happy and fulfilled. And you're just not going to impact people in the way that you would want to if you're passionate. And so I ended up doing an event where we were painting in New York with a hundred, I'm sorry, it was a hundred cadets from West Point where we take them out into the community to serve. And we were painting with 50 children that were uh, victims of abuse, sexual abuse, all, all different situations, uh, horrendous. Uh, and so as we painted, a, a little girl uh, refused to paint and I tried to engage with her. She would ignore me, wouldn't talk. And and I said, okay, well, I don't, I don't give in that easy. So I, I, I showed her what to do and uh, I walked away. Well, I can't, at the end, the administrator of the hospital came up to me and says, you're not going to believe it. The most amazing thing happened today. We had a girl here and she begins to describe her. And I said, I knew exactly who it was out of all the kids in the room. It was this girl. And, and the administrator said, she now wants to speak to counselors and us. She had refused to speak to anyone for three weeks. And, uh, and, I, and I just began to see the power that art can play. You know, I had heard about it my whole life through my dad, but, uh, and I had witnessed it as a kid. Uh, but, you know, just to see it firsthand and say, okay, how does art help people? Like, but that was my dad's whole mission was when he got started, he, he had a hobby of painting. It wasn't, he was a marketing guy, not a, not a, uh, uh, you know, trained artist or anything like that. But he, uh, he went into a hospital in New York or in Atlanta. We, we had lived in New York for uh, when I was born and uh, at the beginning of my life, but they ultimately moved to Atlanta. Um, but he went into a hospital and uh, they, he shows up to volunteer. It, it, you know, just, Hey, how can I help? And they were like, well, what are you good at? And, you know, my joke, I don't know if it's his, but you know, not much, you know, he's, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the story of volunteers. You just have to show up. You don't, yeah. you don't have to have all these skills or feel like, Hey, I'm not prepared. Just go, just go and be and serve and, uh, and God will use you. Yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, he walks in the door and they're like, well, why don't you paint something on the wall? And he does. And they like it. And they say, all right, why don't you do one on the on the second floor where there's some children or on the sixth floor? I'm sorry. And ends up this girl comes out of her room and taps him on the shoulder while he's painting and says, I want to paint. Mm. He couldn't say no. Yeah. Uh, and so what does she do? She ruins his mural. <laughs> 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 and so but it was in that moment that he realized you know people are precious um and, and so uh 
you know, we, we don't get real scientific on it, but I trust me being an engineer, I, I've done the research and read people's papers. And, you know, a lot of people with a lot of letters after their name will tell you that uh, if you put art in a healthcare setting with bright colors, uh, a lot of good things happen. They get uh, better outcomes. They have better attitudes. They get better care because the providers feel better about their environment. Um, it just the there's the families do better. It's just the everybody wins when you when you believe it that you put art somewhere. Uh, and so, you know, through the years, you know, we, if you I'll kind of give you some numbers just to kind of show you the magnitude of what we've done. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, officially, my dad painted for nine years um, uh, on his own while he worked. And in 1984, he formed it as a nonprofit organization called the Foundation for Hospital Art. And uh, if you if that was the starting point, uh, since then, we've donated over 52,000 uh, paintings to uh, over 7,500 hospitals around the world, and we're in 195 countries. Wow. And so uh, we, we do it with volunteers and help, and uh, we design the artwork, and, it, and we have a method. And um, I, I have one canvas behind me I brought. Yeah, no, I was, I was wondering about that one. So th this may give people an idea. Now, this in and of itself, you're not sure what it is, but it's um, it's actually yeah, yeah. part of a go painting of irises. Ah, okay, uh, and that's a different question. But we we have a partnership with the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam, and we do six Van Gogh designs in partnership with them, so that we can donate to hospitals around the world. Um, wow! But but when we design a painting, we uh, this one's finished, but. Uh, the original is just going to have the black lines on it with a, a tiny little dot of color there, a little brush stroke that tells people what color to paint. And so, <laughs> okay. so even you can do this. Yeah, you know? that's great. That's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I could, I could, so that's really wonderful. You're actually connecting with Van Gogh art and you're, uh, and you're of course, doing something that uh, that brings color and light and hope to people, right? Yeah, it, it really does. You know, we when we uh, started in discussions with the Van Gogh Museum, you know, it was right during the pandemic and it just everybody was struggling with mental health around yeah. the world. And so one of the things that we incorporated into our arrangement is that, you know, we would donate a certain amount of murals to mental health hospitals treating mental health patients. And so we, we want their hands on it as well. It, it's not just, you know, a volunteer. We, we, we love it when patients paint. And yeah. so that's been our goal as we donate these is trying to involve patients as well. It's that's really interesting about the mental. Do you know anything about the mental health attributes? I mean, how? I mean, uh, other than, you know, why is it that people, when they look at art, uh, all of a sudden, you know, you know, feel better, you know, and yeah. and I'm, and and maybe 
I, I would just love to think of, I know when I look at art, I look at, I try to look at what does it mean? And then all of a sudden, the stuff that I'm dealing with are, is put to the side as I'm, I'm curious yeah. about something else. Yeah, I have a couple of theories on it. I, you know, I, the, one of the things that we try to focus on in our designs is not being too complicated. Yeah. Um, sometimes when you create something that's so abstract, um, someone that's in the hospital is struggling and dealing with so many emotions um, and, and de- sometimes those can be dark colors and stuff like that. You, you, you want to invoke hope and, and light. And, and so that's, that's why we focus on that. I mean, if you, um, you know, the last thing you want is someone to kind of get depressed while they're in the hospital because they can't figure out what a painting is. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, what the heck is this? <laughs> right. right. You know, so, uh, you know, one of the things that my dad painted early on was butterflies. Yeah. And so uh, they just signify hope. And, you know, we do a lot of fish because children in the hospitals, you'll notice a lot of hospitals have aquariums or pictures of fish. There's something very calming about fish and flowers and landscapes. And, you know, uh, there's this this idea of like when you're behind a, a wall in a hospital, you know, uh, over the years, you'll ask a patient, you know, what if I could paint something for you, what would it be? And they say, what's on the other side of that wall? And so that that's why we, you know, people, people want to remember the good times in their life, whether it's, you know, some vacation they may have had or, um, you know, family trips to a lake or to a zoo, you know, it, there's something calming about animals and fish. And so, that, I think that's why we focus on it. We, we try not to overcomplicate, you know, yeah, things with, yeah. a, with a complex design. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and staying a light colors. I mean, even that, that Van Gogh, uh, uh, you know, model is just, it's beautiful. It's yellow. It's got blue. It's got green. It, it signifies life almost. Yeah. And most of our designs, and this is one panel, but a lot of our designs all have six panels to them. Yeah. And so we design them so they look like a window to the world. And wow. so that's why sometimes if I grab the wrong panel, you might not even know what it is, but it's, and that's, that's kind of neat. It all comes together to make something larger so we can send them around the world in a smaller box. And then when they go on the wall, they take up a lot more space. Wow. That's beautiful. Now, now, is your father, how's he doing now? Is he still yeah. active he's in this do- ministry? Yeah, he's doing great. I mean, I'm literally, I will see him tomorrow. He's He's been working on a series of six paintings that we're going to donate to a hospital in Atlanta called the Shepherd Center. Uh, it's a facility for people with spinal and uh, cord injuries and brain injuries, very specialized. And so, uh yeah, he's still painting and um, spending a lot of time volunteering in different shelters and helping others. It, it's it's who he is. It's at his core. Oh, it's beautiful. I, I well, p- please let him know that uh, John. Please let him know that uh, he's in our thoughts and prayers. 
and uh, and this this ministry is great. I'll tell you, it's brought great joy to our our youth group. Uh, when when Christy was was helping was you know having our young, youth people young people uh, work on it, and then it was put up in the hospital local hospital. It was just so they felt so inspired and 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 part of something greater. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I also like the aspect that it's multi generational, yeah. and so you know we you can order one of our kits on our website. Uh, And so like we'll have people when Thanksgiving comes and they'll say, you know, what are we going to do as a family when we got little kids, people all the way into their eighties or something. And so it, it's just, it's, it's bringing, it brings people together and all ages can do it. And that's what I, I really, I take a lot of joy from is when people just, you know, say, wow, you know, we could, you know, you just wouldn't think that coming together to paint something could have such a lasting impact somewhere else. Well, well so explain the process to me again, Mike. Uh, so if someone wants to be a part of this or if, if a family or a church wants to be a part of this, what would they do and how would it work out finally? Yeah, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to to get involved. The best way I like to say it is if it's less than 50 people. Um, one of our paintings can be enough for, uh, 12 people. If you, the simple way to say it is one of our six panel designs would be enough for 12 people to paint for two hours as an activity, but you could spread it out. It does, you could involve 30 people if they painted in shifts. Uh, you can get a lot of people painting on one of them, but for, for groups of 50 or less, people tend to just order the kits from our website. Um, and then we ship them this, the kit with all the supplies and everything you need. And this is probably what, what you're familiar with is we send it to you, you set it up, you manage it, you paint, and then it gets donated. It, typically they come back to us. We're going to check them, make sure the colors look right. Um, and then we, uh, you know, so we don't have purple giraffes or something crazy, but uh, no, we, we, uh, but, but we will always sign the sponsor of the painting. uh, And so it gets donated, but for larger events uh, we also can facilitate them and send someone. So we also do corporate team building events where companies may do this with all their employees um, is, is very common. Um, there's a, I could give you other examples. Uh, we work with a lot of churches that, uh, you know, various things, whether they, they go on a, a community outreach day and they, yeah. they want to paint a mural to give to a school or a homeless shelter, or uh, we do with churches that have mission teams sending out and they go places, they want to take a project with them. People will take the kits with them. Uh, you know, I, I've been on trips uh, through my church around the world um, and we do them all. You know, they're just great because you, you don't necessarily have to know the language where you are to paint with someone, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Scott, yeah. I, Scott, I would love to see if maybe you'd like to come down here and do it with us, you know, or maybe I would love it. Yeah. You know, you know, we could get the allodices and maybe your dad, dad to come too. Uh, if, if, you, if you can, 
because I think this would be really a wonderful, you know, opportunity. And, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking about it in, in terms of getting the church active in something and then and be able to contribute it out there again to the world. I mean, we did it with our youth group, but I think this might be a really interesting thing to do with even our whole parish. Yeah. Yeah, you can do a lot. I, uh, one of my favorite events, and I had no idea what I signed up for, but uh, our, our pastor's wife a couple of years ago said, I'm going to have a women's event. And I yeah. said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And then it promoted it. And I had no idea. And I walked in and she says, well, we're going to need art for 350 women. <laughs> and so, uh, so we painted one night, night for about two hours. And uh, what, a, what a great evening uh, of just fellowship and people coming together for the community. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, again, you know, at the top of the show, we were talking about Lent and spiritual practices. You know, spiritual practices that draw you, you know, uh, closer to God and to neighbor. What better way than to paint with someone and or maybe look at art with someone and then connecting uh, not only with God's great creation, but also with neighbor, with the with the people who are, you're doing art with, you know? Yeah, it, so there, there's something magical about getting people around a table, whether it's a meal, but in this case for us, it's painting. And you begin to, you can, you can paint and talk at the same time. And, and so that's so many great conversations. And, you know, you, you know, part of our, our motto has been to love and comfort patients. And so, um, you know, we, we have this, my dad, this is, I don't steal his phrase, but I like to promote it. But my dad always said that you, you can't do, sometimes it's hard to do two things at the same time. And if you're in the hospital, you can't be thinking about your pain while you're painting. And yeah. so um, that, that, that's, that's where it gets very special when you get in that moment and people begin to think outside of themselves and, how can I help others and how can I brighten the walls of this place? And, uh, and it gives them hope, a hope, yeah. hope for tomorrow, hope for recovery. Oh, that's beautiful. Scott, I am just so grateful to have met you even online like this. And hopefully we'll get to meet in person one day. And I, I hope that uh, you're, uh, we get to do the same with your father. He sounds like an amazing man. Yeah. And uh, and your whole family, I'm sure they're all wonderful people and your mother as well. Um, and please know that you're 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 going to be in our thoughts and prayers as you do continue to do this ministry as it connects with people, bringing healing and hope. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Friends, uh, such a, a great man, Scott, uh, Scott Fight, And of course, he's a friend of our own parish administrator, Christy Allardyce. And, uh, and I'm just so privileged that uh, we met him on, uh, online and we're able to, uh, to look at this ministry and for the Foundation of Hospital Arts. And so if you can support it, do, uh, do support it. And uh, I think you could probably find uh, information about it on our website and uh, through this program as well. Uh, but now our time uh, for this show is ending. And so let's end uh, with prayer. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. 
Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the many gifts you have given us. We thank you especially for this season of Lent that we're about to enter into, a season in which we are called to draw closer to you as we engage in the challenges of the world. Lord, help us to remember that we don't necessarily have to give up, but rather we could find practices that help us to draw closer to you, realizing your love and joy and hope and wonder in the world. We pray, Lord God, that you will bless us in our efforts. Help us to see you at work in our world about us and help us also to connect with our neighbor through this season. Lord, we pray for organizations like the uh, 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 organization for Scott, who uh, Scott for the Foundation of Hospital Art. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to bless its ministry and its work as it brings healing and hope to the world. We ask your blessings upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us end with our uh, Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, go in peace to love and serve God. Spread the light of God to the world around you. The world needs it right now. Thanks for watching. Did you know that you can join Christ Church from anywhere in the world? If you're feeling connected to what we're doing, email us today at communicate at Christchurchwesterly.org.